Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey y'all, thanks for tapping in to another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright, and as always, I'm so grateful to have you in this space as we talk about these shifts and transformations. Today, we have a special guest. This is our travel and transformation series. This is one of my dear friends and good sisters. Uh, She's been on the show before, so I'm super excited to have her back. She is definitely a wonderluster, and I am always inspired by her and the way that she just goes out into the world. So for the second time, I'm going to be Introducing y'all to my sis, Anitra Smith, who is a public health leader, travel enthusiast, blogger, and adventurer from Oakland, California. She's always in the midst of booking her next trip and hunting for the best travel deals. Travel feeds Anitra's curiosity and desire to connect with people across cultures. She has visited over 30 countries across six continents. She hopes to inspire more women to get out and see the world. Y'all going to be in for a real good treat today. Welcome, my sis, Anitra. Hey, girl. Hello, hello. I love the introduction. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Yes. So, I mean, of course, you're a wonderluster and adventurer and travel enthusiast, but I guess I got to ask the obvious. Um, when I presented you with the topics, what made you choose travel and transformation? Yeah, I, well, first, this is a really, really important topic for me, travel and transformation. Travel is a big part of my life. Um, as you sort of named, I've traveled to over 30 plus countries and I've learned something new about myself on every trip I've taken. And yeah, I, I just see, I saw this as a really unique opportunity to do some self-reflection and share some of the lessons and insights that I've gained from my travel experiences. Well, you know, we love talking about our reflections in travel. So I'm excited, um, whatever is going to come up today. So what experience are you wanting to talk about? What experience are you wanting to share with the people today, girl. Yes, yes. Well, um, I'd say in preparing for this conversation, um, I feel like something that came up that was really important for me is I really want to honor the distance that I have traveled to meet myself. Mm. When I think about travel and transformation, like that's what really, really comes to mind for me, right? Like I've used travel as a tool of self-discovery And what that means for me is like really learning through my travel experiences what it means to truly love myself, to accept myself, to be present, to exist in a space of permission. I know, right? Deep breath on that. Um, And really to go to new places with an open heart and a curious spirit in mind. 
and being open to being transformed and to op- being open to shifts um, in ways of thinking, in ways of being, in all the ways. So I'm really excited to, to dive in today and share. Um, I really want to talk about my most recent international trip. Um, I, I took a trip to Dakar, Senegal, which is in West Africa in the spring. Um, it was, this was my first trip um, since the pandemic. And just to provide a little bit of context of coming out of 2020, I know you all were there, but 2020, (laughs) y'all was there, y'all experienced it. But 2020, you know, was a really historic and challenging year to say the least. Um, And it definitely took a toll on me just on a personal level. I know with the pandemic, it felt like on the onset of the pandemic, like just the pandemic, the uncertainty of the pandemic like life for me changed, you know, the way of life that I knew sort of shifted and changed. Um, I'm based in Oakland, California. So, you know, the natural disasters, the wildfires, really, really challenging year. I think the racial uprising with the Black Lives Matter movement, the racial trauma experiences of Black women, that coupled with ending a relationship, a romantic relationship in 2020 also it took a toll on my mental health. Um, and I felt really exhausted and burnt out. And I think, you know, a year into the pandemic, looking at the top of this year and, you know, the travel, it was, it's been a really, you know, there's been a lot of uncertainty over the last 18 months of navigating this pandemic. But, um, for me in the spring, I decided that I needed to take, I needed to travel because travel has been sort of like my sanctuary, um, I needed to travel. And so I decided that I needed to sort of return to the motherland to go on a trip of self-discovery, to rest, and to really absorb the magic and mystique of the continent. Um, and so I decided to go to Dakar, Senegal. And I think this trip was really unique because as I share, like, you know, coming off of 2020 and for me being in a space where I decided, like, I think I need to set an intention for this trip. And I really went into this trip with the thought to, with an intention to explore when I am the happiest version of myself. Mm. Right. Such a powerful question. Right. And so I set that intention and that that question to approach that with curiosity. And so I decided to go to Dakar, Senegal. And when I landed, immediately after landing, I'd say maybe one or two days after arriving in Dakar, I immediately felt a shift. Hmm. Um, Energetically, my mood, just spiritually, like I felt excited again. I felt levity. I felt ease. And I think some of this is connected to the spirit of the place, right? So um, Senegal is a predominantly Muslim country. And so the value set there is a lot different than it is in the United States or in other Western countries. You hear the call of the prayer five times a day. Family is very center and sort of front and center in the culture. And I felt that. And that sort of was very calming and nurturing to my spirit. And so, yeah, I just I felt this energetic shift that coupled with it really just being an amazing space. Right. Like Dakar, it's a coastal city. Um, There's delicious seafood. You know, there's a vibrant art scene, like just really being in a place where black folks are the majority. And that was also healing to be in a place where I was amongst the majority. That felt really, really good. 
Wow. Um, oh, girl, so much, so yeah. much. I don't know, I can pause there for us to reflect. Yeah, let's, let, let's take a pause there and a deep breath. Y'all, y'all see the kind of people that I be connected to? They just be dropping all this shit like it's nothing, just <laughs> pushing through it. And I be trying to get them to understand, like, people got to take these these gems and doses, okay? It's it's a big deal. Um. So first off, I want to go into this intention setting um, because this, this is something that I do when I travel a lot and when I'm working with clients and if they're going on a staycation, if they're going to, you know, um, travel abroad, like, you know, no matter what they're doing, if, but if they have some type of, you know, a little getaway or just getaway, whatever, I don't want to minimize it, but if they have a getaway, um, I always ask, you know, what, what's the intention of it? Because I learned the value of setting, <laughs> I learned the value of setting intentions in life in general, and then definitely, um, setting intentions with my travel experience. And I feel like it's one of those things that when you ask questions, you're going to get the answers. Mm. Um, so when you set an intention, it's almost like you set your your consciousness up to be more open to um, experiencing something aligned with that intention. So I I love to know why did you choose to set an intention and why did you choose to set that specific intention? Yeah, no, I love the question. And I think really affirming some of the, you know, the things that you shared, I think for me, setting an intention really um, helps me ground, be grounded in the type of experience that I want to have. It also helps me sort of assess what's most important to me and being sort of being present in that. And I think this, the intention that I set around really trying to understand when am I the happiest version of myself? I think that question came out of, you know, a really challenging 2020, which I sort of named. And I felt like this pandemic has really been a masterclass in um, personal development and transformation in terms mm-hmm. of having to sit with myself and, um, you know, really sheltered in place <laughs> and, having a lot of time to think and reflect. And that was one of the questions that had come up for me. It's like, when am I the happiest version of myself? And so I think going on this trip, I set that specific intention because (laughs) I think um, when I travel, I think travel for me, it's a way it's, it's therapeutic, but it's also, as I share, like it's a way for me to like discover myself. And I think, being a black woman in America who is ambitious, a lot of times it feels like there's a lot of expectations and a lot of weight and heaviness with a lot of the identities that I carry mm-hmm. um, as I move through the world. And I think when I leave the United States, that often, you know, that it, I shed a lot of that, yeah, um, that heaviness. And I feel like I'm able to move through the world with the true level of openness and 
curiosity. It's almost like a different version of myself emerge. Yeah. Emerges. And um, that's really, really powerful. And so I think with this particular trip, after coming off of such a difficult year, it's really important for me as I share, like, as I've been sort of deep exploring what it means to truly love myself, accept myself, and exist in a space of permission, really, you know, giving myself the space to explore when I'm the happiest version of myself, I think is felt like the the right step to take at that point. Because, you know, the sort of answers, like you said, when you sort of set an intention or you ask questions, you get answers. And mm-hmm. that I feel like that those sort of answers were really important for me to get that information to move forward in my life. Hmm. So when you were here, how did that joy manifest for you while you were in Senegal? Well, that's a good, great question. I'd say, um, I think just being on the, a being on the continent made me happy, right? Mm. Like I share just being in West Africa like that. That made that brought me a lot of joy. And then I think another thing that I learned about myself, which was um, this powerful reminder, like that I set the pace of my life. Mm, girl, girl, you better say it. But wow. it's oftentimes, but let me say, let me also share, like, I think that with this trip, I practice what it looks like to share productivity culture. Because mm. like when I'm in the, when I'm home in the United States. Yeah. I'm often on a certain schedule and it feels like there's so many things to get done. Often so many things that I can't accomplish within a day, but like you mm-hmm. stand at the top of the day and you, you know, you go, 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 go. And it almost, sometimes we attach our value to productivity and yeah. I'm someone who bought into that where, you know, I need to be doing things to feel valuable. And I think with this particular trip and, you know, it being sort of nested within that intention was like, what does it look like to shed productivity culture and to set the pace of your life? And so what that meant for me in practice in Dakar was slow mornings. I decided that on this trip, I was going to have slow mornings um, and that I would sort of, and what that means for me was like essentially sleeping in, giving myself the space to literally yeah. whatever type of morning I wanted to set the tone for my day. So um, being really intentional about that, whether that was like, I want to wake up and I want to pray, whether I wake up and I want to listen to music, I want to do have movement, exercise, go for a run, a walk. Um, but being really, really intentional about having a slow morning um, and not feeling guilty about it and honoring myself in that way. And I, that brought me so much joy. I didn't realize that that was something that would be so transformative for me. And mm. that it's a practice. It's actually a routine that I've set for myself and I've continued over the last six months. Like I've continued to, you know, sort of have slow mornings and set a morning routine that honor myself in that way. Um, but I start, you know, that was something that I, I tried out in, Dakar that I've carried forward and it's something I see myself continuing as I move forward. Um, so that's one example of how um, 
I sort of, you know, so I adopted a new practice in Senegal and then carried that forward in my personal life. Yeah. That is, oh, sister. <laughs> it's really powerful to me. Just, um, I, I can hear the, even in your reflection, I can hear the peace in your voice. <laughs> even in your reflection, I can hear the groundedness in your voice. Um, and I think it says something about really the connection to that experience that you had. Um, you just mentioning like the productivity piece, the slowing down piece, the being present piece, the really giving yourself the ability to explore um, what brings you joy and how to cultivate it. Like, I think that that is, is so special that travel is that vessel for you, right? I mean, it's definitely that kind of vessel for me where there are things that I didn't even know sometimes that I'm needing to explore that come up in the midst of exploration, right? Mm -hmm. Or there are things that... um I, I feel like it's like its own open journal in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, and my experiences are like the way that I'm writing out my expressions, my desire, my challenges, um, all of that. And I think it's just so amazing how being in another place and then maybe specific places, but how being in another place can really allow you to disconnect from what doesn't matter and connect to what does matter. I love that. That's so well said. And I'm, I'm curious to hear from you if you had, because I know you're also a fellow traveler um, in Wonderluster. What's, if you could share an experience that you've had. Um, yeah. Well, you, yeah. This this year, um, I I mean I've I've been to Mexico twice this year, but um, and and I think that there's that disconnect and connecting part there. But honestly, what I want to share is like the road trip that I did from L.A. Um, I did L.A., uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Um, Louisiana, then came back to um, Texas, stayed there a couple weeks with the Rosens, um, and then came back to LA. And so that was like two, two and a half weeks. Nice. And on the road trip, I went to uh, Saguaro National Park, which is an amazing, lush, beautiful desert um, in New Mexico, I mean, in Arizona. And then I went to Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico. And these two national parks, I mean, I've been to quite a bit of national parks. Um, but these two, they changed my life. They, they changed my life, to be honest. Um, they were both the, the sense of awe that I didn't know that I needed at the time. They were both um, reminders of endless possibility um, and not limiting uh, 
self around the possibility of life. Um, they were reminders that God is going to provide exceedingly and abundantly more than I ever think. Um, they allowed me to really connect to the understanding that there is always so much more than what you think exists, especially these caverns. Now, this is my first time in caverns and they were mind blowing because it's just like when you're passing the mountains that the caverns are in, there's no way that you could ever know that there's this underground world <laughs> that goes deep into the earth um, by just passing these mountains. Like there's no way. And going in the caverns is like, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I think the most fascinating thing for me was learning about how the caverns develop, which was basically like very slow melting um, glaciers and ice caps for hundreds of thousands of years dripping over time and crystallizing because of whatever elements were in the earth. Mm. Um, And just connecting to the fact that process matters and at the end of process there's going to be something beautiful there's going to be something to look back on and and say like oh this led to this um it was exactly what i needed right before this current season in my life where i've been consistently as much as possible working towards creating this life that i've desired full of play, full of purpose, full of peace, full of passion, um, full of, uh, you know, health, um, wellness, self-love, all the stuff. And it's taken a long time for the preparation for this season that I'm in. And the season that I'm in is, is blowing my mind. And I think that going to this desert, Saguaro National Park, and going to the caverns prepared my spirit for that. Um, at Saguaro, I've I've started falling in love with deserts. I've I've changed over the years. Well not changed, but I used to have a thing a lot for forest. Um and then going through Arizona and New Mexico so many times, I started developing this love for like canyons and mountains. Um, and now I'm starting to have a thing for deserts. And this desert has greenery. It has a river. It is lush. Like it is different than any kind of desert that I've that I've been in, that I've seen. It it goes beyond your conceptualization of a desert. And that is the space that I'm in. Like not relying on past preconceived notions around what something quote unquote should be or is and learning how to just embrace um, the expansive possibility of what something is and could be. 
And I didn't even, I didn't even know I needed that. And that's what being at that desert gave me. Like, you know, I had my own ideas and then look at God showed me something different. Wow. That's really powerful. Um, I love that. I love what you said about sort of um, living a life of play, peace and wellness and how, you know, just being open to this new experience um, has sort of been life-changing and transformative for you. That's, it's really, really powerful. And I, I, it may, it makes me think about how important it is to just approach life with an open heart and a curious mind. Yeah. Even you sharing like, you know, for you before you had a real interest in forests and green spaces, you know, but then that has shifted for you now and you have an interest in deserts and, um, but I think it takes being open <laughs> to new new things um, to come to that realization, which is really beautiful. Right. Absolutely. And for you, um, going back to to Senegal, um, was there something that you connected to that you didn't know maybe beforehand was really important to you? Yeah, I would say two things came to mind. So for me, I um, it's really interesting. So I would say food. So normally when I travel, I mm-hmm. love food, you know, through food, through the food. Um, and I love to try different type of dishes and, you know, be open in that way. And I know when I was in Dakar, I went to this like Senegalese restaurant, like a local restaurant. And I remember like sitting down to have lunch and looking at the menu and seeing gumbo on the menu. Like it was spelled differently, but like gumbo Mm -hmm. Um, and seeing like um, these like okra dishes on the like okra stew dishes, all these. Like, so my family has roots in Louisiana and these are things that my grandmother would prepare and make. And, you know, over the, the last year of 2020, we'd have conversations about food and particularly okra because I didn't necessarily care for okra. I felt like it was slimy. It wasn't something that, you know, a dish that I, I felt really connected to, but it's something my grandmother would eat weekly. And I would, you know, we talk about it and she, she actually taught me how to prepare it in a way that is yummy in a way she thought that I would enjoy it. And so it was really fascinating for me being, you know, way really across the Atlantic Ocean. And I go into this restaurant and I see these dishes on the menu that are very, you know, sort of close. There's this cultural connection between Africa and then the African-American sort of experience, particularly um, the Southern experience in Louisiana. And I immediately in that moment, I thought, I want to call my grandmother and like, I want to wish to experience this moment with me. but I remember calling her and letting her know like how that dish, you know, okra is like such a big thing in, in West Africa, but particularly in Senegal. Um, and in that moment, I think I, I developed a greater appreciation for it mm. because it's mm. that it's it's a food that has survived with amongst black Americans for generations. And it's something that, you know, it's a big part of my family's cultural diet, but it's it was something that I like in that moment, like, you know, I felt a shift in a greater connection to it, if that makes sense. Cause it was something yeah. I was sort of disconnected with. And I was like, I don't really like it. I don't care for it. But my grandmother, 
you know, like before going to Senegal was explaining to me like, no, this is really like, you know, let me teach you how to prepare it in a way. There's all these different ways you can make this. And then in that moment, there was just that cultural connection of like, wow, like this is something I you know, I kind of read off. But then after being here and see the connection between not just the diaspora, but also it's very, it felt very personal for me, if that makes sense. And yeah, so- absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I think something that um, I'm even just extracting from that is <sighs> sometimes we can take certain things for granted or not see the value in them until we look through another lens or get another perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and life has a way of giving us a different perspective to value things differently. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know if it's too forward to say, but you know, we both lost parents and grandparents, you know, that we had unique relationships with and there's so much that can come up around life and love and relationships after you lose someone. And it doesn't mean that you didn't value them before, but you the the experience of death and loss uh can create a different sense of value mm-hmm. for you, you know? And I think that loss is one of those experiences that happen in life that change our perspective around valuing something that maybe we took for granted or valuing something that maybe we just didn't pay much mind to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. My grandmother actually transitioned in July. And I think for me moving forward is really interesting because as I shared, like okra is a big part of my family's cultural diet, but it wasn't something that I saw as a big part of me. And I think moving forward, it's like, no, I actually do want to, I want our future generations to feel connected to this food and this dish because it has roots. It's something right. that literally has transcended, it transcended slavery and it's something right. that has been passed down from generation to generation. And yeah, exactly to your point, like it took on a different meaning for me where, you know, something that she was teaching me about, but also after going and having that experience at the restaurant, I think for me moving forward, it's like, wow, this is something, you know, this food, it's more than food. It's, it's, um, this food has a legacy attached to it, and it's something that I do want to carry forward. Um, right. Okay. And, and I think that travel does that in general, at least for me, that um, experiencing something in a different context um, makes me realize sometimes, like, how important certain things are, maybe how important less important certain things are right like if I'm going somewhere and you know um a lot of people don't have high incomes um or incomes that are really comparable to even our middle class or um working class you know but to see people um connected with family and to be outside playing and to you know um, be experiencing joy through like connecting through food, you know, it, it reminds me like, oh, you know, I know I got all that shit at home, but that don't matter as much as X, Y, and Z, you know, 
Um, and so how like travel can just create a different lens in general or context for what you think matters as well as illuminate what may not as matter, what may not matter as much. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that you share that because I think and to give an example and taking it back to my experience in Senegal, it's interesting. Like, so I grew up in California and I have, you know, California is known for being a surf, a surfing destination. Never, ever considered going surfing. Just was never of interest to me. Went to Dakar, spent a lot of time on the beach. And that was also something that was healing. I think seeing a lot of Black people, families, and just kids at the beach, not working, just enjoying the beach on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday, like just at the beach. That was also really, really, um, I think, therapeutic for me. But I decided after just watching people out surfing, you know, all these Black people surfing, I thought I should try it. I should give it a try. So I signed up for surfing lessons. And I did it and it was incredible. Like, lo and behold, I actually loved it and thought, wow, this is something I want to continue to do and and work on. Um, And it's interesting that it took me (laughs) traveling, you know, to a different country, a different continent to to be open to the idea of Um, Yeah, so I think that's a reminder to at least for me, to just exist in a space of permission and give myself permission to try new things, even if it feels like this isn't something that, you know, Black people do, or I wouldn't be interested. Like sometimes just being open and allowing yourself to be curious about something can be really transformative. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Allowing yourself to be curious about something. I mean, isn't that so interesting how... (laughs) To your point that sometimes just going somewhere else or uh, being in an unfamiliar place naturally, you know, definitely gets you out of your comfort zone. But it also challenges you to do things outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's really it's really mind blowing to me. I will never. I mean, I I I did episode around this last year but that literally just made me think of I would my you would never catch my ass outside just fucking frolicking in the rain in Inglewood (laughs) never but let my ass be in Costa Rica I'm fucking frolicking and oh my gosh this is beautiful this is so spiritual my ass in Amsterdam fucking uh biking at two o'clock in the morning and it's 25 degrees outside yes i'm going through i'm going through the neighborhoods i'm seeing the cathedrals i'm exploring my ass would not be on nobody's bike (laughs) even 50 degree weather in fucking la it just wouldn't happen it wouldn't happen but it's something about doing it somewhere else that just, like you said, the, the curiosity of it, it just, it sparks some courage. It, it sparks some, uh, you know, some, some challenging of, of myself and stepping outside of the box. And I love it. I love it. And I, and I do try my best to put on my, uh, and I know you do this too at home. I try my best to put on my tourist hat 
from time to time and act like I'm a tourist in my own place. And right. But it, it's not completely the same. It's such a mental thing, but it's, it's just not completely the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that there is something about travel that is so, it's so unique, right? In that like, there's something about this openness. You know what I mean? Like you go to a new place and you're in a bar, you're open to meeting new people. You know what I mean? Like in a way that just feels different than being at home. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I think like I invite everyone to to travel, to leave, you know, to at least to, if, if you can, if you have, if you're privileged enough to um, leave this country and travel to a different place, a different country, um, to do it, to go, because there's so much value in having that type of new experience and sort of, you know, sort of stretching your mind. And what's so beautiful about it is I think once you've sort of stretched your mind or had an experience, you can't unhave that experience yes. forever, right? Like yeah. it truly does. And so I think that that is, I think that's one of the reasons why I've fallen in love with travel um, because in every place you go, it's different. Like every country I've gone to, I feel like I've learned something different about myself right. or I've had a completely yeah. different type of experience or the spirit or energy of that place brought out something different in me that, you know, maybe I didn't know was there before. Like to your point, adventure, right? Like you might be in Amsterdam and now you're biking in, in the really cold weather. Um, but I've also done a lot of my most adventurous activities or sort of daredevil activities while abroad. I, I bungee jumped in South Africa. I have um, skydived. I've, you know, I've done mountain biking down death road in Bolivia. Like I've done so many. <laughs> I just wouldn't do at home. You know what I mean? Like things yeah. that like, I just wouldn't even entertain at home. But when I am abroad, I feel like there's this sense of, as I shared earlier, like curiosity and adventure. And it's almost like a different version of myself emerges. And I love that version of myself. I actually feel like that's my favorite version of myself because I come alive in a way that um, it's just, you know, I'm so excited to meet that version of myself every time I visit a new place. Ooh, you come alive. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> you come, I, I don't know. Just hearing those words, it, it almost, I don't know. It just makes me think about like, If you come alive in another place, does that mean that you're walking dead in the current place that you exist? Wow, that's a powerful question. Um, and I don't know. I think I I do think that um, I think the culture here in the United States is um, it's hard. You know, I think that it's, while we're very, while I feel very privileged to, to live here and have access to the things that I do, I do think that it feels like there's a lot of constraints. Um, I feel a lot of constraints placed on what I can and cannot do. And that can be, you know, that's hard in a lot of ways. It feels like, you know, a core value here is work and work is a big part of my life, you know, and we have to work. <laughs> um, and so I think that that often, yeah, there's just a lot of challenges I personally find to being in the U.S. And I wonder, I'd be curious to hear if people in different countries feel the same way. Like, you know, if 
you know, if you were born in the UK or you were born in Chile, if, you know, when you travel, if it's a similar experience for you. Um, but I would say for me, I think, you know, being American, being able to shed the layers of responsibility and a lot of the um, expectations and demands that are put on me is very freeing or something that's liberating about that. And then I think mm-hmm. also being a woman of color, I think being a black woman in America, there's levels there too, where being able to go to a different place where um, I feel like I get to set my identity, like identity is different, right? Like I think race in America makes things complex and complicated. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm able to travel, it almost feels like a freeing of that. Like I'm able to like, yeah, just be a different version of myself without, you know, the sort of constraint. Yeah. I feel like I'm not articulating it well, but no, no. I mean, I get it. It's it's um, it's definitely a multi layered or like dual experience that um, there are freedoms and privileges that you're able to uh, connect to and um, live with, right? But then there is like the the weight of our experience of oppression and systemic racism you know that flows through every area every system every institution in this country that while you're experiencing the freedom and joy and liberation of whatever privileges um you're not experiencing it to the degree that you could because you are a second class citizen and you don't have as many privileges as even the privileges that you do have allow you to experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, thank you. I feel like you articulated that very well. I got exactly what you were saying. And, um, it's it's just like an unknown weight, you know, and I and, you know, I think this comes up to um, for black expats in different countries. Um, expat is the term used traditionally as expatriate, meaning like someone who leaves the U.S. Um, and so for black people who move from the U.S. to other countries, you know, I feel like there's always this ongoing conversation around, well, life is so much better once I left the U.S. And then um, and then some people are like, well, you know, every country has its issues, um, but you just got to be able to pick and choose what issues you're OK with, you know, because then people end up leaving here thinking that life is going to be completely different. And maybe you don't have to deal with the same type of racism, right? Um, But doesn't mean that you won't deal with political corruption somewhere, right? Or it doesn't mean that you won't deal with um, some type of uh, treatment because you are, you know, American, so to speak, right? Um, so I think it is interesting, like this whole grass is greener on the other side, because, 
you know, when you're just fed up with something, you could just be fed up and you're like, fuck it, no matter what. And everything else seems better, right? Um, and when, when the place that you're in is so connected to hurt, you know, it's hard to heal in the place that wounded you. Yeah. Yeah, right. I completely agree with that. I completely, completely agree with that. Um, yeah. Which is even why I think for me, I mean, you've definitely been on the continent more than I have, but in the experiences that I've had, even the maybe not so pleasant experiences or interactions that I've had on the continent, it still is just like a very different context for what I would experience here in the U.S., you know? And so it's just like a different type of tolerance Mm -hmm. Um, or a different type of just interaction. You know, it's it's not the same kind of hurt. It's not the same kind of pain. It's not the same kind of weight, heaviness, disappointment. It just feels different. It just feels different. Yeah, no, I agree. That that definitely resonates. It depends on where you are in the world. And there are definitely trade-offs to either side of it, right? Like there's stuff that comes up. But, But for you, the... The, the beautiful other side of going somewhere is you connecting to your joy. Yes. And you connecting to play. And I absolutely love, love, love that. Yes. I love that for you as well. I love that we've been able to, both of us through travel, have these really transformative experiences. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Learn more about ourselves and yeah. grow on our journey. Absolutely. Are there any last words that you want to share with the people, sis? Yes, I just—I guess my parting words would be um, travel if you can. Definitely, I encourage you. I encourage um, you to travel when you can, and if you can do a solo trip, I highly, highly recommend mm-hmm. it once in your life if you can go somewhere, whether it's domestic or abroad, but to take a solo trip. Um, and see how that changes your experience in your life. Amen. Y'all know I'm all about the solo trip. Well, thank you so much, sis. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to to come back and chat with you again. Always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. That's all, y'all. That's all. Well, y'all, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter handle at the T-H-E underscore B-E underscore life. Also have a Facebook page. All my products are available online on Amazon, but they're also listed on my website. Hope that you move forward in your day, in your week, feeling connected to yourself and grounded. Hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening. Don't forget, seek to shift, seek to grow, seek to be you. Until next time, be well.